Father God, we thank you for your presence in this place today. We thank you, Lord, that we've got hearts to receive whatever you have for us today, Father. And as we just soak ourselves in your beautiful, precious presence today, Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are healed, we are restored, we are comforted, we are encouraged. Father, over to you. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. I'm crying already. You need to know why. Because you sound so beautiful. And genuinely. And you need to know is that when you're kind of standing here, when you guys were worshiping together and you just sing, the best part is if the worship team just don't have to sing anything, don't have to play a note, and the people worship Jesus all together in one accord is so beautiful and is so encouraging as a team. So give it up for the worship team. They did awesome. And I'm majoring on that because what you don't know is bless him. The lovely Dan Prowse is sick. So at 10.30 last night, bless him, we had a call to say, I'm meant to be playing drums today and I'm sick. So Noel was meant to be leading worship. So Noel played the drums and then Louise led worship. Andy had a phone call at seven o'clock this morning. Andy, can you come and sing for us? James, can you MD uh, the service? So all of a sudden, you don't even know that that happened. And you're like, what a team. What a group of encouraging people that are just able to get up. And I know that happens all the way through teams. I know that happened in King's Kids last week and so on. But I just wanted to kind of open with that. Just the guys did awesome. It doesn't matter who's where and who's doing what, but the very fact that, yeah, I can do that and stand in the gap. Yeah, I can do that and stand in the gap. That's so encouraging for everyone to be a part of. You want to be a part of a team like that. And it's just beautiful because I'm talking about encouragement today. And everyone likes to be encouraged, hey? Because it inspires you to continue. When you, enc when you encourage people, you can see kind of like, mm, shoulders go back. Or oh, your top looks nice today. Tabo said it to me. I went, oh, what? You know, so, but it does, didn't it? Encouragement just is, it just makes you just feel good. And that's why you think like the FA Cup final, they didn't play in an empty stadium. It was full of 70, 80,000 people roaring for their team. We won't talk about results because we don't do that. But it, it, you're roaring, you're cheering your team on. You want them to score the goal. You want them to be the winners. You're encouraging people, you know, the Royal Wedding. Who watched that? Didn't you just love that bishop? I was like, have a bit. That's it. That's what love's all about, isn't it? But then you watched as they came out of the church and the roar went up. And they traveled. Like I've been to Windsor. They're kind of really narrow little streets. It's a beautiful place, but it's really narrow. And there was thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people wanting to encourage a newly married couple. Isn't that beautiful? All the way down the long walk. It's a long walk, the long walk. And all the way down, there was people cheering and shouting. And if you saw, there was a beautiful moment just as they kind of, the end of, of the public and they went through the gates and Megan kind of, Her Royal Highness Megan, she went, like that, imagine, like this girl has just been, there you go, we love you already, you know? So it's great when you encourage each other. One more I'll tell you, and then I'll get into it. I'm really encouraged. I will be the really encouraging person a week next Wednesday. Thanks, James. I'm glad you asked why. Because I've got tickets to go and see the Foo Fighters. Yes! And I will be the one going, 
like that. I can't wait. I am so excited. I've jumped around my kitchen. All of the team know that I'm going. I'm only just being able to speak about it because I am so excited. So, um, yeah, so that, but we all get a chance to encourage people in one way or other, isn't it? There's a, there's a guy. There's a guy in Hillsong, and I think his name is Toby. Now, if you've ever been up to a, a Sunday service in the Dominion, or if you've ever been to conference or to, to colour conference, you may have seen this guy. This guy, he served, I wish I had a picture of him. I used to have one, but I don't know. He serves on the welcome team there, and he is the first person you see on the way in. He is, you know, you know who I'm talking about, don't you? And, and he is the last person you see on the way out. This guy, he's incredible. Good morning. Hey, how are you doing? So glad to see you at conference today. So glad that you've made it. And then when you go in home and you're tired, it's 9.30 at night and you're on day two of conference or day three. Good night. God bless you. And he's there with his team. I love it. I'm like, I go and dance with him then, you know. But here's the thing. I, he, you know, when Jesus points people out to you, and I remember just watching him going, whoa. So I went up to him, because you know, I'm quite shy. So I, <laughs> I went up to him, and I said, excuse me, can I just say thank you? I've seen you in first thing in the morning. You were the first person I saw this morning. I'm now leaving and you're the last person I see. And I've seen you do that for three days without ceasing. So can I just say thank you on behalf of everyone here? You're amazing. Oh, he said thank you very much. And he's, you know, he's, he's taken time off his work to, to, to come and serve, to volunteer at the conference and so on. And I saw him the next time. And I thought, there he is again. Hey, I said, I don't know if you remember me, but I just want to say, well done. I saw you last time at conference, and here you are again today, serving again. You're amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. And then the next year I went, who's there? First thing in the morning is Toby. By this time we go, hey, how are you, Toby? You know? And I'm like, oh, do you know what? You're amazing. And we went to, to Colour Conference this year in April. It was in Wembley. And I was just looking, because you do then, don't you? Because Jesus has just put someone on your heart, and you're like, there he is over there. And I just, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to go and speak to him this time. Crazy lady from Wales. It's like, oh, if she comes again. You know? <laughs> it happens sometimes, you know? And, um, but, I'd like, you know, you get the nudge. No, go and speak to him. And I'm like, oh, no, I won't speak to him. He's busy. He's doing it. Go and speak to him. Okay, I'll be obedient. I'll go speak to him. Toby, hey, how are you doing? You're amazing. I said, here you are, another year, and I can see you there again. And with that, he stopped, filled up. He said, I was hoping that I would bump into you. I was hoping that you would come and find me this year. And then all of a sudden, this guy just went, Burp. he's had a bit of a rough year. I mean, it was only April, and he'd had a really tough time and so on. And he said, I was hoping you would come and find me. And for, I was Oh my gosh, because I wasn't going to. I just saw him. I thought, he's got this. He's, he's good, you know? But no, I was hoping you would come up. Because he was still serving. You wouldn't know. I didn't know. He was, hey, good morning. God bless you. Yeah? I was hoping you'd find me. And I thought, wow. And Jesus just dropped something into my heart. And he said, look, on the other side of your obedience, people are waiting for your encouragement. And I thought, wow. Thank you. And this has been, so since April, encouragement has just been rolling around my spirit. And when Pastor Dave then said, will you speak? I thought, okay, 
okay, no problem, no problem at all. And I looked at the word encouragement. It's a verb, it's a doing word. You've got to kind of do something with encouragement. And I'm just going to reel off a load of words. It means to give support, to give confidence or give hope to somebody. It means to hearten, to cheer, to buoy up, to uplift, to inspire, to motivate, to egg on, to spur on, to stir, to stir up, to whip up, to fire up, to stimulate, to animate, to invigorate, to revitalize, to revitalize, to embolden, to fortify, to rally or incite. It's wise, good words, hey? But it also means to support, to back, to endorse, to champion, to advocate, to recommend, to promote, to further, to advance, to forward, to faster, to strengthen and to enrich. Wow. It's good, isn't it? It's a good word. And then I thought, wow, one of the greatest gifts that you and I can ever give to anyone is to encourage somebody. The greatest gifts is love. We know that. But one of the greatest gifts is to encourage people. And you think like the baby, there's baby Melody there and she's drinking a little bottle and she's just sitting upright and stuff. And she's gorgeous, but she's rolling around there, isn't she? I don't see James and Sally and Nana and Grandpa, may I say. You don't see them scolding her because she can't sit up properly. No, they're supporting her. They're, they're in, come on, Melody, you can do this. You can get up there. And then the next little thing she'll be doing is crawling. Good luck with that. She'll be everywhere. And then, But you're there. And I remember little Oscar and he couldn't do it. And he was like, and he was getting really frustrated with himself when he was trying to crawl but I was like come on dude you can do this you can do this you know and then up they get good luck people they are upright they are taller all of a sudden and they can reach things but you don't you help them you how many I mean you know bad back for parents isn't it and you're kind of like this forever what you know walking along they're not going to get harmed because you're encouraging them, you're supporting them, you're emboldening them. Come on, champ, you can do it. You're, you're just enriching their lives. You're promoting them, all of that stuff. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then I thought, okay, what has Jesus got to say about encouragement? And then I said, you know me. And I was genuinely skipping around my kitchen. When I found, I was like, <laughs> okay, thank you, Lord. Because in John 14, 16, it says, I will ask the Father, and he will, will give you the advocate who will never leave you. I thought, okay. So then I read Luke 24, 49, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. And, and then I read John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And I'm like, well, Lord, why am I reading that? Why have you reminded me about those scriptures? Because those scriptures are when Jesus is about to leave earth and go to heaven. And he's just sharing with the disciples what's going to happen. And then I read it. Another word for advocate is encourager. It's there. And I'm like, well, and that's when the skipping happened in the kitchen, you know? And I was like, whoa. So if you read them back again, John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another encourager who will never leave you. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. And then, but when the Father sends the encourager as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything. I have told you, isn't that amazing? It's amazing. 
And then I thought, wow, so the Holy Spirit lives in us. So therefore, we can live in a continual atmosphere of encouragement. He's there. He's encouraging us every single moment of the day. He is. And I got my Bible out and I started to look. And I thought, wow, what does scripture say? But all the way through this beautiful book, it's a life lesson. Everything that we need to know is in here. How to behave, how to trust others, how to help others. And it says in his word, he will teach us everything. And he'll remind us of everything. He reminded me about those scriptures of when he was going back to heaven. He reminded me. So he helped me, encouraged me to get the message about encouragement. It's there. It's beautiful. And I think the encouragement that Jesus teaches us, and it's just what Dale said last week, is to choose to live a bigger life than we can possibly imagine. Bigger than anything we could ever hope for bigger than we could imagine and pastor dave's encouraged us as well pastor dave's preached romans 12 too um i'll read it actually here you haven't got this scripture i didn't put it up but i then found it again and i could not don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let god god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know god's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect but he'll encourage you to do that because he said he would. It's really, really exciting. And I think like with the world, the world knocks people down, hey? In, you know, in your working environment, sometimes people are kind, sometimes people build you up. But from what I've witnessed, is people are happy to knock you down. Look at her. Who does she think she is? What's he doing that for? Why would he even say that? Look at him with his flash car. Look at him. Why are they going on holiday again? All of, and you're like, ah, actually, no, that's not what Jesus says. He's encouraging. He's going, go on, kids. You can do it. I'm with you all of the way. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm there. That's what Jesus says. Hey? Thank you. Here's the thing. It appears that when we encourage, we give support or we give confidence to, yeah? But it appears that courage is something that we can give. We can choose to give as a people. We can choose to give encouragement. But we can also choose to receive it as well. Because sometimes, oh, you look great. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) And we all do that as well, isn't it? It's like, oh, okay, don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it, you know? But actually, we can choose to receive. And there's something really powerful about that as well. Let's look at Joshua. Joshua 1, 1 to 2. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. Whoa. <laughs> it's quite hard, isn't it? Moses is dead. Now it's you. You'd need some encouragement, hey? You would need a little bit of encouragement. And I had a little look at this, and I thought, okay, how much encouragement does Joshua need? And there was a bit of a census. Back in Numbers, there's a bit of a a record. They recorded how many people were around at that time. Um, The Jewish adult males, so we're just talking about the troops now. The troops, they were at 20 years and over. Um, 601,730, just the blokes. So you could probably double that to the girls as well, 50-50. That's 1.2 million. But we haven't counted the kids yet. There'll be a lot, if there's 1.2 million adults, there's going to be a fair few kids, isn't there? So we're talking like 2 million plus people here. 
Okay, now who thinks Joshua needed a little bit of encouragement? <laughs> oh yeah, two, it's not like a little group in an umbrella of 15 people, you know, let's go across the river, you know. No, two million people, Joshua's there, tag you're it. So Joshua needed a little bit of encouragement, you know. But this is where it gets really exciting because if you look at Deuteronomy 31, uh, 1 to 3 and then verse 6, Read this with me. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, so this is to all the people of Israel, I am now 120 years old. I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River, but the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. Verse 6, this is Moses speaking to the people. Before he said, I'm not going. He's your man. Be, so be strong and courageous in verse 6. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. What a guy. That's Moses knowing he's not. I mean, he's all his life. He was born for this. All his life. He was leading those people. Then for 40 years, they're in the wilderness. And he can actually see, if you read the story, it's over there, Moses, but you're not going. <laughs> but, you know, he's not going. He could either get bitter or he could make it better for the, people, for the two million people that are following. That's amazing. That's what he did. But then, Joshua, then Moses turned to Joshua. So Moses has spoken to the people and saying, Joshua's your guy. Be strong and courageous. Then Moses encouraged Joshua. And he says, so the Mo Moses called for Joshua. And as all Israel watched, so every, this is not a private meeting. This is a public meeting. He said to him, Moses said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. For you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you, and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Amazing, isn't it? So there, so there. So Moses encouraged the people to follow Joshua, and then he's encouraged Joshua to lead the people. Wow, that's great encouragement at such a time as this. <laughs> Two million people need to be a little bit of encouraged, you know? And like, think of the people in all of our lives who are the encouragers. Do you know Pastor Dave and Pastor Faye? They're the best encouragers that I know. I remember tear alert, um, that when Hannah, my daughter, was pregnant, um, that was a shock. I was only turning 40. I mean, I wanted to be a granny at 40. Well, I didn't know I did, but I wouldn't want it any other way. He's my boy, Oscar. But when Hannah was pregnant, and obviously, I, sh I mean, I went running to Faye's house, I'll be honest with you. And we were going on holiday the next day to celebrate my 40th year, being a granny. And um, so off I went. I did. Safe hands, straight to Faye. I said, please have all the food in my fridge. And she's like, why? I was like, I'm not there for that. Listen to this, you know? And she was so encouraging. She was amazing. And then the first time Pastor Dave ever saw Hannah in the street, he crossed the road. Hey, Hannah, I'm so pleased for you. I'm delighted for you. Anything we can do to help you. Wow. As a parent, watching that for your daughter is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I, amazing. 
But we've all got people. I can see Sarah Mountjoy there. She's amazing. She always phones me to encourage me. Always. And the Lord sends her. So you could be the one that needs the encouragement, but you could be the person that God sends. You could be both. You could be both, you know? And Noel and I watch The Voice Kids. If you ever want to cry, come to our house when we watch The Voice Kids because these kids are amazing. They're like this high. They're, I don't know, what are they? Some of them are like 11, 12, 13, and on they get onto the stage and they are ready to sing their song for the judges. But do you know what? Without fail, they do this. And they always clock it on the camera as well. Very good editing. But they do this because they're always looking over at their parents and their parents are going like this. And I kind of feel that that's what Moses did for Joshua. He kind of went, go on, you can do this, you know, really, really powerful. But if that wasn't enough for Joshua, then the Lord encouraged him. There's a whole portion of scripture in Joshua 1, 1 to 9, where the Lord just speaks into the life of Joshua. He says to him, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. And in verse, verse 3, it says, I promise you, what I promised Moses. Verse five says, no one will be able to stand against you for I will be with you. I, this is the Lord speaking to Joshua, I will not fail you or abandon you. Verse six, be strong and courageous. Verse seven, be strong and very courageous. Verse nine, this is my command. <laughs> we can't be any more clearer. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. It's fab, isn't it? And I kind of think, I kind of think, tough times ahead, Joshua. Because <laughs> the Lord didn't say, anyway, come on, we'll go to the park and we'll go and sit on the swings for a bit. Then we'll go for an ice cream. We'll go for a little latte and have a chat about times gone by. He doesn't say that. He's, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Be strong and very courageous. And do you know why I think the Lord has said that? It's because we need those times. We need the Lord's words to stand on in tricky times, hey? We have, and we need to know that he is there. He will never fail us. He will never abandon us. We need that. But Jesus knew that. The Lord knew that, that we needed those things, hey? So he is another, well, another angle is keep on going in Joshua 1, in 16 to 17, the people give encouragement to Joshua. So Moses has done this, the Lord's done this, and then the people say to him, they answer Joshua, we will do whatever you command us, and we will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses, and may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. That's great, isn't it? So the Lord boom, Moses, boom, the people, hey, you know, it's awesome. And I think, right, okay, tricky times ahead, Joshua, you've now got a choice. You've now got a choice. Everybody's encouraged you. The Lord's encouraged He's never going to leave you. He's never going to fail you. But now you've got to take this. You've got to take this. And he gave instruction to the people and they followed him. Amazing absolutely amazing because sometimes we can say we encourage you you're doing great but actually will we follow it with action will we follow it with action it could have been this morning right dan's not you know dan's sick right noel's on drums right louise you're leading i ain't doing that i ain't doing that that's meant to be noel andy seven o'clock this morning i messaged him andy you're up <laughs> you know yeah, be blessed, Haley. I'm going out in the sunshine to the park. No, he followed it with actions. And then he, yep. And do you know what his message was? Oh, my phone's down there. Don't I, uh, he says, whatever you need me to do. 
That's what Andy said this morning. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, we can give it up for Andy. He's awesome. He's just done. There. I didn't command him, though. He says, whatever, we'll, we will do whatever you command. I didn't command him. I asked, to be fair. Let's just get that clear, you know. But there's something really powerful when the Lord encourages us, when our leaders encourage us. Pastor Dave and Faye, when the people, when we all come together and encourage each other, and he joins, and there's just something really, like this morning, when we're worshiping together, there's something really powerful. Can you imagine God in heaven? He's like, they're my kids. They're awesome. Look at them. Look at their little smiley faces. They're amazing. How encouraged is he? Because we can't, what can we give to God? Nothing. We can give him our hearts. We can give him our worship. Amen. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to need encouragement, you know. So, story time. The last couple of years, I volunteered at conference at Hillsong. Why? Because I want to learn. Because I know I get this stuff to learn. Isn't there? There's always stuff to learn. So I messaged the guys and girls and I said, hey, look, I'm available to, to volunteer wherever you need me. Because I'm, I'm kind of figuring they know more than I do. So wherever I go, I'll be learning something. So they came back to me and said, yeah, no problem. I'm guest seating. I thought, oh, that's cool. I'll stand. You know when you stand outside the entrances of the... Um, of the um, auditorium like Wembley or wherever else we sit, the O2, and you go there, purple seating. Like that. Someone's got to do it because then all the people with the purple badges, oh, purple seating, there we go, you know? And it just makes it really red seating, oh, red seating, there I go, you know? So okay, I kind of thought that's what I'd, I'd be doing, no problem. Really delighted to do it because you get to learn stuff. And we can all learn stuff, you know? But as it was, when they said guest seating, um, they wanted me to go and look after all the VIPs, all of the guests, all of the speakers, all of that kind of thing. And there was a little section in the auditorium where these guys sat. So um, I was like, okay, that's a little bit scary because I've never done anything like that before. And like, I'm not on staff and you're trusting me. Whoa, thank you. So there's a few stories I could tell you about where things went quite wrong. But one of them I'll choose is, oh yeah, it was beautiful. It was probably, yeah, shall I? Yeah, so there, let me tell you now. Don't record it. So Jensen Franklin's finishing preaching and up he comes and sits in his seat and he's there and he sat down. And one of the jobs we've got to do is just make sure all the gaps are filled. So the same thing, there's atmosphere, people are in, they're leaning in together to listen in. And um, one of my jobs was, okay, fill some seats. So there was quite a few gaps. It was Mr. Mr. Franklin by there and all of these empty seats. And I thought, right, okay, we can fill the app. Make sure we fill them up, just get them. There was two people standing at the top of the, the stairs that they kind of come down to. And I went, oh, okay, I say, two people. Yeah, great, come on then, I can get you seats. Well, with that, they turned around and went, I can't do that. Can you let me know? That, right? And all of a sudden, there was all these people coming flying down. And I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. And then they come sit and you meant to like, give these guys, they just come off the platform speaking to 10,000 people. They want a bit like a quiet time, don't they? So when they come, all of their mates coming in, they're all trooping along. So Jensen Franklin sees it, he gets up and moves across. Then the other one moves across as well. And then they all go in front of him as well. And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, oh, Lord Jesus, this is really bad. I'm getting this really wrong now. But nobody's really recognized until the person turns around and goes, and starts giggling. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, and they're all pointing in the Jensen Franklin going, 
I'm like, oh, it's all really bad, you know? So I was like, oh, I'm going to get the sack. I don't even work there, and I'm going to get the sack, you know? It's all going to be terrible. It's all going wrong. So, so yeah. So, anyway, the, and the message, we're on a little WhatsApp group, and I'm like, oh, and they all think it's really funny, and they're sending all little messages back and forth. But I'm like, oh, this is not good. But you know what? In the team brief afterwards, and I was like, oh, please don't ever let me do it again, and I'll go in the car park wherever you need me. And then, but the girl that was leading it, she said, Hayley, you've got this. You're all right. You keep going. You're doing great. And I was like, I don't believe you. But the confidence that I received was the fact that they were confident in me. And we continued and we kept going, hey? But I was like, oh, that's it. And then I had to share with everybody the next morning. Oh, it's very funny. I'm the one of all the jokes, you know? Oh, Hayley, who are you inviting in today? I don't know. But, <laughs> but you've got this. And those three words that that girl said to me, Hayley, you've got this, enabled me to continue. Amen. So I guess, you know, there's times, you know, it took courage to go forward then because I genuinely, I was like, oh, I don't even work there. But maybe they thought, oh, that's okay because she don't work there. She can't get sacked, you know. But they invited me back the next time, so it couldn't have been that bad, hey, you know. But I guess you can choose who you listen to with your encouragement, or, or you know, because Jesus will encourage us sometimes not to do things. And we know this. You're there right, right the way through um, Matthew in portions of Scripture there. He says, um, don't do your good deeds in public. Don't judge others. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And I can't imagine he's doing, don't judge others. No, don't judge others. Why? Because it's for our benefit. Because if we start judging others, we might get judged ourselves. Hey, don't do your good deeds in public. Not don't do your, don't do your good deeds in public. Because you're going to get all proud and haughty. Just it's not going to be good for you. It won't go well for you, you know. Don't worry, pray. Just don't worry. Why? Because you're going to get ill. Because if you get wrapped around in this stuff, you're just going to get ill. And he does. He says, like, you know, he's, he's not discouraging us. He's encouraging us not to do something, hey? And the wet paint. Don't touch the wet paint. <laughs> we all do. I mean, let me go wet paint. Look at that, you know? Isn't it? It's, you know, there's this scripture in Proverbs 3, 11 to 12. It says, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves. Just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So we just don't judge others. Don't worry. Hey. He's, he loves us. He delights in us, it says. Don't do your good deeds in public. I've put £3.50 in the offering bucket this week. You know? Oh, don't. Just do it quietly. You're all right. You're good. Yeah? Because it's for our benefit. And there's definitely a difference between encouraging someone not to do something but discouraging someone. Definite difference. There's, in Matthew, it says about um, the disciples are scolding, and it says scolding the parents for bringing the kids to Jesus. That's a definite discouragement, I would say, yeah? And then let's look at Bartimaeus in Mark 10. It says, then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. That's discouragement, isn't it? Be quiet. Many, not just one, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and he said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up. 
And another translation of cheer up is be encouraged. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and he jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, Rabboni, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. See, people may have discouraged you in your life. He may, they may have said, you can't do that. You'll never amount to this. You're not good enough for all of that discouragement. You may have heard that for years. But it says in my Bible, when we call out to Jesus, he stops and he hears us. What do you need? Church, what do you need today? Do you need him to tell you he loves you? Because he does. Do you need to be encouraged to go to the next step, whatever that is for you? It could be family life. It could be work life. It could be a step of faith just to even come on a Sunday to join a team, to join a Connect family. It could be all of those things. I'll never do that because I'm not good with people. Oh, look, I'm going to show you a picture. Look at this. Where is it? Look at that. I'll tell you about that now. Because I wanted to learn to sew. I don't know why. I just wanted to sew. So I bought a sewing machine. Because Noel said he was going to buy a keyboard. And I said, well, if you buy a keyboard, can I have a sewing machine? He said, yes. So I ordered it there. And then technology's good, didn't it? <laughs> Done. Ordered. I said, he's coming on Tuesday. He said, what is? My sewing machine. I just ordered it. But I didn't know how to use it. In fact, I've asked Barbara. She's going to give me a little hand, you know. But I wanted to make a blind for my house. So I printed off the instructions on the internet as you do and then I thought right I'll go and get all the stuff it took me ages to find all the bits I needed in hobbycraft who knew that loop and hoop or loop and tape stuff is velcro I didn't know that's what that was but I do now you learn something new every time and then I went to um Dunelm to get my um material very nice and um the lady she said what are you going to do I'm going to make a blind oh she said you can't do that that's really, I said, she said, how long have you been sewing? I've just bought a machine, it's in my car, it arrived today, you know? No, you are, that's really hard, you can't, you, that's really hard, you can't. I said, I will do it, and when I've done it, I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to show you, isn't it? Don't be telling me I can't do something. I've printed off the instructions from the internet, I can do this. Well, anyway, so I got home, and that night, thankfully, Noel got stuck on the M4 for two hours, because he wouldn't have had his tea otherwise, because I was making it there and then, a little bit impulsive, might say. So I measured, and I was this, and I there, and I, yeah, and I just, like, steady yourself, Haley, because I'm a bit, like, you know, and we're done. No, I measured it, and measured it, and measured it again, and then I cut it. Wrong. Ah, right, okay, so let me use the other bit of material, the other side. So then I stitched it round, and I did it, and I did it. It's a bit wonky, but it's my blind, and I made it, and it's going up. And that little bit that's folded over is not broken. It just flopped back, okay? So we're going to put that up. So here's the thing, church. You could be discouraged in life. I could have listened to what that lady and said, oh, no, I can't do that because it's too hard, because she's told me that you've got to do it this level and that level and jump through seven hoops before I can do it. Let's ask the band to come up because we're just about done. Or I could think, yeah, I can do this. This is a blind. If it goes wrong, I'll make another one until I get it right, isn't it? You know, it's not hard. But for us as a church family, what do you need encouragement in today? What do you need? Let's just close our eyes for a minute, hey, church. Father God, we thank you.
we thank you, Lord, that you are here as our encourager. Lord, if we've been discouraged in life, we pop that aside now and we remind ourselves in your word that you stop and you hear us, Lord. Be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we're surrounded by a team of people that you have sent to be in our lives, to love us, to encourage us, to cheer us on, to pick us up when we fall down, Father. Why? Because you are here. You will never leave us. You will never abandon us. You will never fail us, Jesus. It says in your word. We thank you, Lord. And we praise you for your beautiful presence in our lives. I'll read it one more time. Amen. When the Father sends the encourager as my representative, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And there's one more. Thessalonians 5.11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you were already doing. So when we combine our encouragement with the Lord's encouragement, and we live in this continual atmosphere of encouragement. Those discouraging words that we've heard as a child or as an adult or as a teenager, let them disappear because let our true encourager remind us and teach us everything that we need to know and everything that he's told us already. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bless you guys.